Hello there, my name is Edward Robinson and welcome back to Boots Off TV. Today we've got an episode of On Your Head podcast. It's a special episode today because we're going to be talking about uh, how the season's really been gone, just gone uh, this year. Uh, looking very much on Liverpool, who are uh, runaway leaders, as well as speaking about the current pandemic and, and sort of the effects that has had on this campaign and will it go ahead. With me, as always, co-founder Dell. Hi, Dell. Hey there, man. Good to be back. It's actually quite good to not be hosting. You can obviously take the reins for today, but I guess you're happy to speak about Liverpool once again, mate. That's what's great about it. We've got the Dells debate. We've got On Your Head. So we've got lots of uh, different great content coming out all the time. So uh, keeping our listeners entertained, hopefully. <laughs> exactly, and, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, as well as uh, myself and Dell today, we've got a close friend of ours, Alex Jones. Uh, Alex was a, a, a student with us at Canterbury Christchurch. So it's great to have you here, Al. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, guys. It's um, it's great to obviously be part of this. It's been really good, entertaining podcast so far. So, yeah, uh, looking forward to getting stuck into it and, um, yeah, just get, getting going, really. Fantastic. Good to have you here, mate. We all know Cheers. that Dell, Dell's a Man United fan, but one thing <laughs> Alex has in common with me, <laughs> one thing Alex has in common with me, besides being an absolute legend, of course, is he's a Liverpool fan. <laughs> but uh, but Alex, what I wanted to start off by saying is, because I know uh, as, as well as like, obviously we've been doing a lot of our podcasts and, and, and stuff, but I know you've been keeping busy as well. You've been doing a lot of uh, articles uh, on side of Alex Jones, it's called. And uh, just tell us a little bit about that and, and what you've been getting involved in there. Yeah, so um, obviously similar sort of thing to you guys, just wanted to kind of channel my interest and just put a few things out there. Yeah, on side with Alex Jones, um, give it a follow. Um, it's just basically a blog for football fans. I started off more Liverpool um, sort of focus, but, mm. you know, with everything going on, I didn't want to limit it to just that. So there's even bits about the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, just how that's affecting us. Uh, the latest articles up there. I'm sure we'll get into the bones of that, but um, it's just a yeah a blog to to enlighten people and hopefully it'll resonate with with people because we all want football back basically. Definitely, definitely, oh, and, yeah, and oh, do, mate. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and uh, what 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 the recent topic you were talking about is a lot. Of what me and Dale have been speaking about, and I know Dale, you were recently saying to me about a lot about the Bundesliga and how excited you are about that and how that's that's going ahead. So it gives us a bit more hope with the Premier League. Oh, mate, I was literally speaking to Alex just before we started recording and I said to him, <laughs> I've had this great feeling in my stomach. The fridge is loaded with beers. Oh, Everything lovely. is ready for this weekend, mate. I cannot wait to watch some football. You do, yeah. I literally feel like I've had my right arm missing. That's, that's <laughs> it, mate. That's it. It's, it's just like missing something in your life and, and, and now it's back. And now it's, it, it's Bundesliga, which I, I'd normally I'd keep up to date with it, but I wouldn't necessarily... Like tune in and watch it because we have the Premier League, but I'm definitely going to be following it this week. Oh mate, I don't blame it. It's a really competitive league out there as well. Obviously, things mm. like we're actually quite close up the top. Obviously, Leipzig. I know they're not exactly looked upon in great light in Germany because of obviously the funding they've had, but they're up there. You've got obviously you've got Munich, you've got Dortmund. It's a really exciting league, and it's going to be exciting to see how that kind of pans out. Are the guys mm. that were obviously on form going to kind of progress on with that, or? Are we going to have a few surprises towards the end of the year? Who knows, man? Well, as you said, um, the top three uh, that you mentioned, they're, they're all in the hunt. Uh, Leipzig are only like five points behind uh, Munich. So that's going to be a really interesting one. And and another one that's uh, going ahead league-wise is uh, Serie A seems to be going ahead. I was looking at a lot of that, a lot of news coming out today that, that, that they've got to go ahead for, for mid-June. And, and Alex, uh, seeing that as a Liverpool fan, what does that make you feel? Oh, you know, I mean, I was going to say, like, it's like a bit of an analogy, isn't it? You go in the pub and you think, oh, I'll have a nice uh, pint of something British. But <laughs> we've only, uh, it's like when they say, no, we ain't got any of that. So you'll have to settle for the Peroni or uh, a Grosch, really. <laughs> yeah, but you of take course, it nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, you take it nonetheless. Of course you do. And you always enjoy it. So that's how I'm looking at it. Um, yeah. And I think, I really think, like, the Bundesliga is going to be great, obviously interesting uh, title race that you touched upon it's not so, not one that I normally get into it's more Champions League really but it'd be nice to mm. kind of uh, broaden the horizons but given that they're finishing I'm just praying that you know we get we get our league finished and I think it's looking that way to be honest and uh, yeah it'd be nice to finally see us lift the title I think it was meant to be this weekend actually that was happening yeah, so, yeah it was in the Chelsea well, yeah. game 
Oh, man, that would have been lovely. It would have just been perfect. I, I, like, you, you knew the coronavirus was sort of there, but you didn't really think at, at like, a few months back that it was going to prevent this league title from happening. And it just seems sort of typical that finally Liverpool are going to do it and there's nothing that can stop us this time. Unlike other seasons where we've been close, there's, like, there's nothing that can stop us. And then a worldwide pandemic comes along and it's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Yeah, we're the brunt of all jokes on Twitter, really, aren't we? I mean, um, you know, it's a few years ago, it had been a joke to even suggest we're winning the league. Now we've run away with it and the uh, coronavirus kicks in and gets in the way. It's not ideal. No, <laughs> no. And, and if, if, say, things weren't going to go ahead and they were going to, well, the season was going to be cancelled and whether it was going to be voided or Liverpool would be provided the title. Dale, what, as a United fan, what's your sort of thoughts on, on that, what what do you think should be the right move? If things were to not go ahead, mate, I feel like the title is Liverpool's in my eyes. Um, I feel like with the gap, it's far greater than a lot of the leagues out there. Yeah, from a Man United fan's perspective, it's obviously, it's quite good to see Liverpool scared. Um, but if the season weren't to finish, that is their title to have, man. And there's nothing that can essentially take it away from them at all. And that's that's how it should be. You, you hit the nail on the head with the points. Like, 25 points, there's no way anyone's catching us. Liverpool couldn't play their games and they could let everyone else play. And, and City wouldn't catch us because 25 points isn't... Then it's just too big of a gap. It's obviously going to be ours. And going on to what you said, this season, it's just been a different different Liverpool team. I know last season we were great, but we stepped it up a gear this year. And, and in the league, we just looked unstoppable. We lost that game to Watford, which was a bit gutting. And as I would obviously tell you as well, but... That took away the invincibles, but you can't take away how great this team was. And and now you'll you'll agree with this, like knowing that you can watch Liverpool and you're basically certain that we're going to win when we play these smaller clubs. Unlike it was maybe ten years ago, you still thought you were going to go to a lot of these teams and lose. It's just so nice. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I I, I for for myself really, I I didn't I never really thought that we would do the invincibles. I just think it's so hard to do now. Football's come on yeah. since Arsenal have done it. And uh, it was always going to be a team like Watford. I actually thought it'd be Everton at Goodison to stop us uh, winning the league there because that was looking oh, like yeah. a possibility. But yeah, mm. the Watford game's just one of those. Listen, everyone has a has an off day and, you know, they profited there. We had, I think, Gomez was out and Lovren had a stinker, which is nothing out of the ordinary. But I was thinking <laughs> it reminds me, of, uh, reminds me of uni. We'd just get up when, when we had the Suarez 13-14 season. You know, yeah. me and you would go down to the SU and, you know, we, we knew we were going to win. And I mean, that's that's it. Mm. I, 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 I love that feeling this season. But, you know, we scraped through as well. I think we, we've almost learnt how to how to overcome teams like Sheffield United, you know, the scrappy 1-0 win, you know. Dean, oh, the one you them goal. Yeah. yeah, and Dean Henderson's been awesome all season, but we've just had that extra bit of luck that we were maybe lacking at times last season. And I think um, getting over the line in Madrid with the Champions League final, that was kind of the push we needed. And I think if we, you know, I think obviously they'll give us a lead this year, whatever happens, hopefully. But hopefully. I, I, It'll be nice I, to learn I, it. Absolutely, it would. I almost don't want us to be awarded it if we can't play it. It kind of takes the edge yeah. off it a bit. But having said I'll that... I'll never let you guys live that down if that happens. <laughs> you, so, you know, if you guys don't exactly. win that title from winning, Ed, you'll never, ever forget it, mate. But that's it. I know a lot of fans would do that, but I don't see the situation. Fair enough if it was like seven points because it would be like, oh, OK, maybe it might be able to catch us. But 25 points, is, it's just, there's, it's obviously fans lead. are going to do it because they're going to do it because... They need something to pick at Liverpool. But at the end of the day, it's worthy champions. It's not like a lucky champions because we were gifted it. It's been earned. And yeah, as Alex said, it'll be lovely to actually win it and and play the games out. I mean, I, I agree. And I think, yeah, like Dell said, everyone are reveling that and, and winding us up. And it'd be typical, really, especially mm. as we've earned it. You know, we haven't lost a home game in God knows how long. I know Madrid was different. seasons, yeah. But yeah, I, well, that's a different competition. You know, I, I, oh, I don't know. It's just, I do re- honestly think we'll, we'll win it next season as well. I just think we've got the momentum at the minute. We've probably got a bit of needle in the transfer market, even though it's going to be a very different transfer market. Lord knows what, that's a different debate. But, you know, if you're a player, uh, a top side or looking to get a move to a top side, I think 
you know, the opportunity to work with Klopp, you, you're not going to turn that down for anyone, maybe bar Barcelona and Real Madrid. So, yeah, it'll be interesting no, to think, see. What I'll say on the Liverpool team, it's actually the first time that I can say it since that Ronaldo era at United where you are playing a team where you are literally fearful and you can see it in the way teams play Liverpool is that they know that they are going to be counted a lot. They know that they're a footballing team. They Liverpool, the thing is in which I, the thing what I say and the way in which I see those similarities in which, yeah, like you said about the Sheffield United 1-0 win, a lot of people might say, well, champions, they should be absolutely destroying Sheffield United. No, you go to those stadiums and you grind out results. That is what champions do. It's not about winning 6-7-0 every week. It's about going to those difficult games and getting the points. And that, for me, is what separates the champions from the great teams and the good teams. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Ed, it reminds me of when we went to uh, Fulham away. And I said, yeah. I said, if Gerrard scores this pen, we've been awful. Torrey had put one in his own net. I think even Darren Bent and Kieran Richardson scored for Fulham. <laughs> but I remember saying to you, if this goes in, we'll win the league. And you I did, know, I remember that. I know we didn't, but I just remember that goal going in and running for our coach back to Canterbury, just being buzzing. <laughs> and it, it was that sort of grind out a result. And I think, you know, Mourinho's done it. He even did it with United a couple of seasons ago. OK, I know you didn't win the league, but you really got over the line. Like the Ajax final, you know, Ajax yeah, played that was well. Yeah, the final as well. But it's, mm. it's 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 a real knack, and I think there's only a few coaches that have got that, and teams that have that. And you know, it, I I I think it'll be a lot closer next year. Don't get me wrong, but this this league has to be finished. Why start another one when the mm. other hasn't been finished? It's it's there's so much to debate, and I think if you're Leeds a Leeds United fan, you know you've been through the mire for 15 years and the holy holy grail like it is the prem for us is well getting into the premiership for them and how would you feel if you're a leeds or a fulham fan what's your thoughts on that well they're, they're like i said same boat yeah leeds mainly because they 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 haven't been in the league since uh, i think it was 2002 they got relegated and they always seem like they are a premier league team who have not been in the premier league of underachieving they they got a great fan base great stadium and yeah, the, the, it, to them to get back into the Prem, especially after the, all the last few years where it's like they even made the song like Leeds, I've, I've done it again or, or something like that, like when they just keep mucking <laughs> it up every season. So yeah, it's just they're in the same position as Liverpool around uh, around the Holy Grail and getting, and getting what they deserve. And you guys definitely both touched upon it uh, very much so where you said that the best teams have to grind out these results. If you look at the Arsenal Invincibles and, and that, that Chelsea Mourinho and, and United under Ferguson multiple times, even the City one under Pep, the best teams have to do that. And it's the same for teams in the Championship. It, it's probably the hardest league to, to come up from uh, each year because the quality is so similar from top to bottom i remember that one year when blackpool came up and they were projected yeah. to come drop dead bottom in the league so it's these teams deserve to get what what they have earned and and i hope that the seasons do get the play out so we don't get fans like dell who's going to be rubbing it in and us if we don't uh, <laughs> actually win the league proper but uh but yeah, yeah it's, it's only time will tell but it's it, it's it's bright signs due to the fact that other leagues and and places like italy which in terms of the coronavirus, it was really, really like a high like level of, of urgency. Uh, I know uh, the UK now has maybe taken it over on the death toll, but it's in a very similar situation and they're going to proceed. So hopefully that will be the same signs for, for the Premiership. I feel like the big thing in which we need to concentrate on with this, we touched on it previously, yeah, is people's safety. And mm. I feel like a lot of people are going to be saying, well, when, when are we, we going to be able to go to games again? Don't try and run before you can walk. Let's take things a day at a time, a week at a time, progress slowly. And I feel like if yeah. we do this right, I feel like it, there will be a good outcome in the end. I feel like if this is done wrong, it could have a really, really bad effect. Um, not just the Premier mm. League, but I feel like British football as a whole. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think you what you crave, I mean, people will know that I you can't always get tickets to go see Liverpool. So I go watch my hometown team, Preston. And... Um, you know, they're in the championship, they're sixth at the minute, absolutely flying. But like you say, the the main thing when you go on these away days is the camaraderie and being close with your mates, having a sing song, blah, blah, blah. If you start allowing yeah. fans back in, you're going to 
potentially see another spike and until we've got a vaccine it's very hard to see when uh, when fans are going to be back in stadiums as much as that pains me and it throws out a real um well you know every saturday afternoon there's fans that travel yeah. the length and breadth of the country it's it's a it's a tough one for me so you believe that uh, even going to the start of next season it will still be behind closed doors like they're going to be doing in in, in the leagues now i i think behind closed doors as much as i hate to say it i think it could be the whole of next season i just think like well like dale said the safety is is number one and unless there's a vaccine Mm. then what can we do but you know it's just put a real stop on the whole football culture i mean ed even you going to watch chertsey for instance i know you've touched on that it's it's Mm. uh, it's it's more the day out if you get a result you get a result but with the social distancing going on i think that will be the new norm and it's just such a shame that it's preventing the whole banter and fun around the saturday afternoon going to the football with your mates and watching, watching the early kickoff be, having a few yeah, beers exactly that ground. exactly yeah. that and watching football will be weird mm. behind closed doors the thing for me in which i feel like is a big part like you said and touching it jonesy is the banter like mm. I've spoken about yeah. Brian before, we've got Manny Lee, they're Liverpool fans, Ed. Like we've got a group of friends in which everyone supports different teams. You've got a few Liverpool fans, you've got United fans, you've got guys that are Chelsea fans, but from all over. Every weekend, giving each other grief for how your team's performing is a week to week process of how we interact with each other. Absolutely. So that's kind of taken that away. Yeah. I can't give you grief for Liverpool. If Liverpool aren't playing, the only thing I can give Ed grief for now at the moment is like, mate, do you feel like you're going to win the league? It's going to be good when you don't, isn't it? Saying things like that. But taking that part of the game away is obviously, yeah, that banner will be gone. But like we said, it's about the safety. And even if it's yeah. behind closed doors, you can still have that banner with your friends. And I feel like, like I said again, safety is number one. But obviously, I'm just excited to get some football back on, man, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I know people who've been watching like blooming Kazakhstan league. I think they've had four <laughs> out up front there. Yeah. But people have just said the standard's terrible, but football's football, and you know any sort of football. Have a little bet, have a beer, and watch watch any sort of game. Yeah, exactly. But it's <laughs> well, just at least, at least be we've good, got some good it? competition. Uh, yeah, yeah. At least we've got some good competition coming up over the next few weeks with the uh, the German league. And uh, just going on to to what has happened then. Let's look at the last season. Because uh, we'll get on to the next season in a bit as well, because I'd be really keen to get your thoughts on what might develop there. But looking at last season, uh, looking at Liverpool, what, what, overall, what, where would you sort of make them in terms of the all-time great teams? You've got like the Invincibles, the Centurions, you've got multiple United teams. Where would you sort of rank that Liverpool team in Premier League era? Top five easily. Top five easily. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree me, with yeah, that. Was- Al? Oh, I think it's hard. You you want to kind of take your bias hat off. Um, I think the Invincibles, it's a unique achievement. You mm. could even argue that, arguably for me, if you win, they drew 12 games and that's a big bugbear for me. I know it shouldn't be and I'm not taking anything away from them because it was a great achievement and uh, I'm sure Ryan and other Arsenal fans wouldn't be happy about that. But you look <laughs> at, say, the Centurions, you can't knock that. Even, no. you know, I think this Liverpool team... For me, I think you've got to go Invincibles because it's never been done as much as maybe I don't agree with that. The Chelsea team of 0405 was incredible, yeah. as were the United Well, they, they only conceded like uh, they only conceded like 15 goals or something all season. That Chelsea team, which is just outstanding, they conceded that little goals. I know Mourinho's defensive masterclass, but the players like Terry Carvalho, they they they, they were fantastic. Petr Cech in goal. I think in terms of a defensive team, I've never seen one like that. One that I think was an absolutely outstanding team. Maybe not necessarily for one season, but uh, that United team you were touching upon, Dale, the Ronaldo, the the Rudy Tevez, three back-to-back oh. titles. First team that's ever won three titles in a row in a Premier League era. So that's that's one of the the best. Maybe not for that's- an individual campaign. That's the United team I miss, man. Obviously, that that was the sort of era in which I kind of... Obviously, when you're young, you, you love football and you, you, you're kicking a ball about and whatever else. But when you kind of get... You, you can kind of look back at a time of your life where you say you started to live and breathe football. Yeah. yeah. And that is the era where I started to live and breathe football. When Ronaldo signed... I, rem- I remember his first game like it was yesterday. He comes on, does a few step-overs, getting booed, getting a few dirty looks from the United players. And it was kind of... 
that progression from him, then you saw he was bringing the best out of Rooney and them two were bringing the best out of, say, Tevez and everyone else. And it was, that mm. for me, like, when you said with the Chelsea team, it was a lot like, it was it was the defensive unit that was the impressive part of that team. For me, that with that yeah. United team, it's very much similar with that Liverpool team. It's that togetherness and that it's not just about being a team. It's almost like that family sort of feel around the club. That mentality yeah. as well to always win and never give up on a game. Like Ferguson drilled it into them that Fergie time. That's where it came from. And like to always push at the end and never give up. And United constantly, like Liverpool have been doing, constantly getting those late winners. Exactly. If you look at the documentary on Netflix at the moment about Michael Jordan, that is a sort of winning mm. mentality. Fantastic. Like, it's not. Yeah. It's not yeah, about it's trying brilliant. to be the best. It's about It's about a mentality. It's not training yourself as hard. It is a mentality. If you walk onto mm. the pitch and you say to yourself, "We're getting three points today," you're not asking yourself if you're getting three points. You're telling yourself you're getting three points. That winning mentality. Yeah. I think that's something. If you look across all of them teams, that is the main core part that you can say they all had that. Yeah, I, I I mean I completely agree. I mean if I if you had to say sort of a top five, I think you've got to go Arsenal maybe one or two. I'm undecided. Chelsea second, you not United third, City fourth, maybe us this year. You could just say I think that's fair. We're we're right up there, but we yeah I'd say top five if I'm not being biased. If I'm being biased and we end up winning it. With, with yeah. a ridiculous number of points, then of course chuck us up there. You know. Well, I I do think we would actually accomplish the Centurions. So then you'd like I think if we kept playing, we kept winning them games, we'd get that hundred points, and you sort of put us in that same playing field as City. And uh, to be fair, what Pep's done with City, it, it, like like I was just doing with that United team there, maybe saying over the course of a few years, like he'd done the Centurions, and last year he'd done the domestic treble. So uh, over the case case of a sort of a time period rather than just one season, that uh, what Pep's done is as good as any Premier League era team. But uh, but what you were saying about a minute ago, Dale, that really interests me is when you sort of you fell in love with football and that sort of triggered for myself. I started thinking about that a little bit. And, and my favourite era for football, even though I, I got into it before and I remember watching it as a kid and falling in love with it and having all the sticker books and keeping up to date and knowing every player's name at that point. But from 2005 to 2010, you know, where it was sort of always that top four era and you had world-class players all over the, uh, all over the world. It, that, that, that was just, uh, that was my favorite Premier League time. That was an amazing time for football as well. I remember sort of that, that 09 sort of time is when mm. players like at that elite level really started to come to the Prem. That's when you had, say, Rooney was in the Prem, Ronaldo was in the Prem. You had other amazing players, Lampard there, like you said about that Chelsea team, that was an amazing Chelsea team. If you were a player yeah. looking into the Premier League in that era, you're telling me you wouldn't look in and you'd be like, I want a piece of that pie 100%. Mm. Yeah, I it, see, yeah, you're I, right. It was... Sorry, go on now. Yeah, I was just going to say on that point, you guys mentioning that era, um, you know, it's illustrated brilliantly by the fact that I think... <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think 045 we had us in the final of the Champions League. You know, you're talking yep. about elite times for football. 0506 Arsenal, 07 us again, 08 all English final, 2009 yep. love, love that United, United unlucky just came up against the great team. 2010 obviously we had um I think it was in Inter Milan by Munich. It? Yeah. Into Bayern. Yeah. And then it was Chelsea versus uh Well, United uh, before Bayern that Munich. and then Chelsea, wasn't it? So you had yeah. English oh, teams yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout there. For that period you mentioned, I think that's the first thing I thought of. You know, we all know European Cup's the pinnacle and we there was always English teams in it. And it's getting back to mm. that. It's getting back to that, I think. It is, because after that point it took a massive dip because from Chelsea Hugely. winning the Champions League to um Liverpool get into the final against Real Madrid. I think at that point, there'd only been one English team in the semi-final and that was Man City losing to Real Madrid. Uh, so no, there was definitely no one in the final and that, it, it, the, the Liga just took over at that point. All the best players were going to Barcelona, Real Madrid and even uh, Fletico Madrid were making a push. But Premier League football took a big sort of dip in terms of how they were competing against the rest of the world. But I really agree with you now. It's very much back, mainly in the force of... Uh, of Liverpool and City, and I guess you've got to say Spurs as well because they got to the final. But I, I definitely agree with you, what you just said there, how the Premier League is now at such a high peak. Kind of what you were saying as well, Dell, back in like a, a just over a decade ago, how it was at such a high level. I think it's back to that now after taking a bit of a, a dip because players like Luis Suarez, they play really well, and then he'd go off to Barcelona, and it was just happening with all these players. 
Yeah, it, absolutely. We had it with Bale. We had it with everyone. The Bale was kind mm. of the really hard one. Um, even Obviously, I'm not a Spurs fan, mate, but seeing that from a footballing fan's perspective and seeing it from, looking at it from the Premier League, seeing a player of that quality, doing what he'd done, seeing him just go again, it was like, it was just Ronaldo all over again for me. Obviously, mm. that one didn't hurt as much as Ronaldo. The Ronaldo one hurt, man. It was like, seeing, it would be like you guys losing Salah now, like it would, or Verge now. It would, it would obviously, it would be a big hit to your team. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think as well, just you always have that player that goes and moves on. But now you've got a situation like it was back in 08-09 where you've got Rooney getting interest from here, there and everywhere. And I genuinely think if you said now, even, you know, if you're a young player and you're at Chelsea, why would you move? Why would you move? And I think mm. I think it's like that at Liverpool. People are going to want to come. You know, United, they're, they're on their way back up. There's some great players there. Like, Fernandez is a great signing. And it's proof in the pudding that, you know, United can still attract the best because Fernandez will be... Well, he is one hell of a player. But I think we're getting to the stage where... You're going to see an English team in the semi-final of the Champions League every year for for next mm. three or four years, and it's great to see because some of the managers we have and just everything going on in the Prem right now, it it's it's fantastic to see, and you've got to applaud even people like Leicester gang in the Champions League. What they did yeah. was incredible, but Brendan Rodgers, you know, he's gone there and he's he, he's turned them into even Wolves. You know, everyone yeah. wants to come and play in the Prem now, and that's that. That's only good for for you know the future of English football. Lots of competition the in the Prem as well. Mm. So I got a lot of competition. Now the thing I was going to say that's quite exciting. I, I will say a lot of players do want to come to the Prem. The, the thing I will touch on, obviously, we were saying about the Bundesliga earlier. Seeing players like Sancho mm. going over there and really performing, that has been really positive to see and. Because I feel like there's always been that thing of where if you're an English player and you don't make the cut in England, you kind of it, it, you kind of viewed as you didn't make the cut. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah. I feel like a lot of English players are being looked at at youth and saying, "Well, did we look at these English players? Obviously, Sancho was signed. Uh, players being signed by Barcelona, all over Germany. I think it's three or four um, over the past couple of seasons have gone over there and mm. are all doing quite well for themselves." I love that players are leaving the Premier League to get that experience because I feel like yeah. Sancho will be back in the Premier League one day. Oh, he, he'll be back. That's a great point, man. Because with Sancho, like, like you said, in. I was oh, saying, with Sancho, there. like you said, he he went he went over there and he he excelled. You look at players like Phil Foden and you think he's just sitting on the bench for City. When's he going to get that season exactly. where he's going to break through? And would it have benefited him more to maybe do something like that? I feel like it really would have. And looking at Foden now, seeing how he played, he literally had that entire game in the palm of his hand in that cup final. Are you yeah. kidding me? Mm. He shouldn't be starting Premier League games week in, week out. Like, I'm a big fan of Jack Grealish. I know there's a lot of Grealish fans out there. Are we sat here saying that Foden and Grealish on on the same level or shouldn't be? They both should be starting Premier League games. Why is Foden yeah. that bench warming? Let the guy go on loan somewhere. Let him get that experience yeah. because it's not just going to benefit the club. It's going to benefit England as well. With the tournament next I've... summer, give him a season on loan if you're not going to play him. Let's get him yeah. playing. Let's get him playing. Get his confidence up. Maybe next summer he'll be in the squad. Who knows? I I agree with you that you're sort of saying like how is him and uh, Grealish maybe not getting that recognition on the England side? Because I I actually think Foden's good enough to be in the England team. It's just how can you put oh, someone cool, in the England mate. team who's not playing frequent football? Hopefully now that David Silva is going to be uh, moving on from City. I'm pretty sure he's leaving them and now at the end of the season. Hopefully that means yeah. they're not going to sign someone else to replace David Silva. They think, well, we've got Phil Foden. Phil Foden will jump in that spot and here become the main figure. Uh, maybe in that sort of attack midfield role along with other good players like Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. I, I think just for me to touch on that Foden, uh, the Foden thing, I think he's been told by Pep that you're my man when Silver leaves because there's no way, mm. you know, he's bossed that cup final, like you say, the League Cup final. He ran the show. He's a brilliant player. I'd actually, I'd probably say Foden's the best out of that kind of three English that you've got Madison, Grealish and Foden. And I love, uh, I love yeah. Jack Grealish. I'm a big fan. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but he he's great. And he's, what gives Grealish a lot of credit is the way he carries the ball. It's not a very... It's not something that you always get in an English player. 
And um, a lot of flair with these guys, isn't there? And that's not something we're used to seeing in England, man. Oh, not at all. I mean, he he's brilliant, and the last thing you want if you're a defender is him running at you. I think I think Grealish is in a similar boat to Foden, where he's got to be at the back of his mind, going, "I've taken Villa as far as I can." All right, the sentiment with it being his boyhood club, but it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up at United. United maybe get rid of Pogba. I don't know, but him him and Fernandez that'd scare me, Dell. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> mate, it's exciting times, like we said with the Premier League. Um, I feel like the next transfer window is going to be big for everyone. Um, it's going to be a lot of teams kind of going into freak mode. I feel like it's either going to go one way in which everyone's going to be really cautious or it's going to go the complete other way and everyone's like, right, we need to completely overhaul our teams now and make sure that everything's sorted so we can push on with this list. So it yeah. is exciting, man. I can't wait for it. <laughs> I know. I've got I mean, going on to... <laughs> going on to like next season then after this uh, hopefully uh, this season does go ahead but going on to next season you saying about transfers how that could change things up uh, Al you were saying you think Liverpool are going to win the league next season but do you see it just being a two horse race again or do you see maybe signings uh, making a difference for other teams like United and, and Chelsea I think signings are going to make a massive difference. I mean, it's very difficult in this transfer market when, you know, you'd have, if Titus Bramble was still playing, he'd be 25 mil, you know? It's tough. <laughs> it's, it's, what can you do? It's, it's, it is crazy. But I, I really do think it's all about a lot of managers, and I think Klopp's done this brilliantly. If you look at when he brought in Mane, I, I mean, I was raising eyebrows at that, thinking 35 million. But yeah. I think managers now really look at what a player brings to the whole dynamics of a squad. I mean, you look at Grealish, there's going to be loads of question marks about him. Has he got the mentality? Is he too big time? Yeah, I think he is a bit big time, to be honest. But I think under the right guidance... Um, he could really, you know, put United, take United to where they wanted to be when they got Pogba. Pogba, he could come good again. But United worry me a bit. I have to say, I think there's some really good players in there. And uh, although I don't rate Maguire massively, he's come in and he's the leader that they need. City are always going to attract the best as long as Pep's there and the money's there. Money talks. Um, but I... It's going to be interesting. I don't think... I think it will be a two-horse race, but it's not going to be a two-horse race to the extent it has been this year and last year. Uh, I think United, with the right couple of signings in there, they could be the ones pushing. Chelsea, for me, are a little bit young and naive. They need to make Stamford Bridge a fortress again. I think they've come unstuck a lot there recently. Spurs are Spurs. Are Spurs. I hate to say it, but... They're they in a just, bit of a downward spiral. They are. Final. I don't know why they got rid of Poch. I, I actually rewatched nah. the um, Madrid highlights and I thought, wow, what a, what a great manager he was. Yes, okay, he hadn't won a, won a final, but I tell you what, you know, the um, well, Nora Klopp, Nora Klopp, you've got to sometimes stick with it. And I think. But, but Alex, if going on to that, what you just said there, if you look at Southampton where they lost uh, seven, no, sorry, nine nil at home to Leicester, they could have easily set the manager. His name's uh, crossed oh, my mind. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, he could have been sacked. And if they sacked him there and started again, it might have carried on going downhill. And yet they stuck with him. He's turned it around. He's flown them from relegation to a mid-table team. So if, if they had stuck with Poch, I reckon he could have turned things around. But they just these big clubs sometimes, they don't give you that time. They rush you off. And fair enough to United, they've stuck with uh, Solskjaer and that could pay off. Like They could have easily have sacked him by now. But I, I, I credit them. What do you guys think? I don't know, Dale and Ed. I, I think... That's a real bugbear for me because I think you've got to, you always have to give a manager time and unless someone comes along that's great, say for instance, I don't know, so you've got United who've stuck with Solskjaer, I don't know if I agree with that, I don't know if he's the man to take them to the next level but I really respect them persevering with it, whereas on the flip side of the coin you've got someone like Sean Dyche at Burnley. And they stuck with him when they got relegated. They came back up as champions, won it at Cantor sort of thing. But where where do they go from now? How loyal do you stick with a manager? You know, Burnley, for me, are, are a club like Everton. Everton chop and change their manager. But have they been more successful than Burnley recently? No, they haven't won a cup. 
they maintain Premier League status. They get trounced every in every big game where people are like Everton can do something here. I th- what's your yeah. thoughts on sticking with managers? I think I think managers should be afforded more time. It's an impossible time, and I think that's actually stunting young players coming through because managers are thinking if I chuck him in and he gets outplayed or gets sent off and loses his head, it's all it's it's just more ammunition and for me to get fired. I mean, Watford change uh, managers more than I change my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dale, I'll let you answer that one. Uh, it's a subject I've actually touched on before, I think, with yourself, Ed. We were obviously speaking about whether Solskjaer is the man and whether we should essentially go for managers like Poch. The thing I will say, and Jonesy, I feel like you've said about Fernandez earlier, I feel like Fernandez was the right player to bring in at that time. And oh, like he's brilliant. Since then, mate, great player. Exactly what we needed. We're a couple of more signings of really bringing that strong first 11 out, say. Yeah, I mean, Martial, man, what a player. If someone can get in his head and sort him out, then you're on to, you're on to hiding. <laughs> it's been flashes from everyone. There's been a bit of... There's been, obviously, Rashford was having a, a good season, got injured, unlucky. Yeah, that great happens. player. Martial, he's been, there's been flashes of it this season. Obviously, Greenwood's bursting onto the scene. I, I feel like everyone will like, be scoring 40 goals this season. Don't <laughs> carry away. He's still a kid. We need to stop doing that with British youngsters, going crazy. Absolutely. But I feel like next season is going to be exciting, man. I feel like stick with Solskjaer next season. Give him the chance for next season. If next season things don't improve, then I feel like we do need to start looking towards rebuilding again. But I feel like give him next season, um, see how he does in the summer. I feel like maybe, yeah, I feel like a couple of centre midfielders need to leave for us to get another one in. Um, I feel like defence is the place we need to kind of tighten up as well. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we need to decide whether we're going to have Rashford as a winger or a, or a number nine. And yeah, I definitely agree with that. Need, need to get a bit more structure winger. on... on mm. I, yeah, I think exactly. you hit the nail on the head with you need to make signings. But if I was going to ask you, Dale, because as a United perspective, how many years are you willing to wait before you're back in a title hunt with the likes of City and Liverpool? Because you must be looking at that thinking... Oh, it's a top top four hunt. Let's just try and get in the Champions League again and we can build on from there. And I'm guessing that's what you'll probably be thinking next season. You made some good points of what you've got to maybe change and, and sort of establish a bit more. But how long are you actually willing to wait and how long do you reckon the board will be willing to wait for Oli to, to really make that happen? Mate, honestly, I feel like if next season we're not at least knocking on the door, say, I feel like it would be time to move on. But this is going to be the problem we are faced with. We've got managers like Poch available. Yeah. Who's going to be available next summer? We don't know. No no one's psychic. No one knows, oh, can kind of predict, oh, well, Madrid will probably want to replace us Dan at that point, so we can hold out until next bit. No one knows. But well, we got it I with Klopp. Like stick with him another year. Exactly. You, you had it with Klopp. He could have gone to anyone at that point, whoever that was available. I, I, think, exactly. I, think, I think the Klopp thing... To be honest, I I was quite a big advocate. Um, I mean, I just remember being on Twitter arguing with everyone when we lost to Villa in that semi-final um, of the FA Cup. And people were saying, Rogers has got to go. And I was like, no, no, Rogers is right, man. He's done miracles with this team. Um, but I was proved wrong by getting Klopp. I do think there's an aspect of that with United, I think. If I'm Ed Woodward now, I'm going, how long do I give Solskjaer? He's brought the field feel good factor back to Old Trafford don't get me wrong but also if I bring if I bring uh, Poch in while he's available and I go and test Spurs' resolve with an £120 million offer for Harry Kane then Harry Kane's knocking on his agent's door and he's going let's get a flight to Manchester now I want to go and play with Poch again <laughs> you know it's I'm just putting scenarios in your head but yeah, I, surely he's going to leave soon yeah, I, th- I think Kane's got to leave. I don't, Spurs are going nowhere. They're a great club, great history. Don't get me wrong, but I've never, ever been so confident in my life going into a final. I wasn't nervous at I all agree. on the day. I, I really there was no we way win. we weren't going to win that. And mm. I just think Spurs, oh, I don't know. I think Spurs they're going had a backwards. great team. They've had a great team. They had a great manager. They've really done well. But their, their pinnacle... 
that the, what they got to the top of the mountain for was the Champions League final. They didn't win it, and that was that they go down. And unfortunately for Spurs, the best thing that this team's going to be remembered for is that night uh, in Amsterdam and then getting to the final. But I, I think it's it, I think it's going to be a bad few years for Spurs, if, if I'm going to be honest. I, I think Harry Kane will leave. I think he should leave now. I think it's time. He should probably... I think United might be the best shout for I him. I think he's strikers. going to United. I think that I think they could afford him. He could play with Rashford. They could really build a solid, solid squad there. As I said, I don't know if Oli's the man, but I do think they will give him a bit more time with Fernandez coming in. There seems to be a lot of like a bit more uh, energy and a bit more motivation there now at Old Trafford. So it'll be interesting to really see how they do push on. I don't think they're going to be pushing for a title race. I agree with you, Al. I think another two horse race is coming next season. United will get top four, I believe. Chelsea, I. I think they're a bit young. They keep pushing. They might need to make a few big signings to really try and compete with the big boys. And I reckon Arsenal and uh, Spurs are going to fall off again. I reckon Spurs can bounce back. Though. That's the one thing I will say. Um, yeah, they're, they're like, only a few signings off, don't you think, Dale? Exactly. And that's the thing. I feel like Undombele, it obviously didn't work out. That was the, the way in which he played last season was essentially the sort of player they needed to sign. I feel like yeah. there's been a few players at Spurs this season that have been really unlucky with injuries. Kane, Kane has obviously been a, a yeah. prime one. I don't feel like he'll go United. I feel like he'll go abroad, man. I feel like he, he holds too much loyalty to Tottenham. Um, and I, I think like he's very self-centred. Really? I think it's well. I think that was encapsulated by. I think he got into Poch's, <laughs> that goal. <laughs> Poch, yeah, and Poch's head. I think it got into Poch's head. I mean, if I'm Lucas Moore and I've got you to the final single-handedly, and you're oh, telling yeah. me and not, I agree. We're, we're flying to Madrid, and you're telling me the night before in the team hotel that you're on the bench. I'd have been handing my transfer request in, but I reckon Kane, yeah, Poch let I, that I, get I to him, man. With, uh, Poch let that get to him. I spoke with Spurs fans at the uh, at, at the pub I go to, massive, massive Spurs fan, and he was outraged. I was watching the final of him, and he was outraged before the game that it was happening. He he, he and he said what you said. He said there's no way they won't play uh, Kane because if you don't play him in the Champions League final, we'll be like, oh okay, okay, thanks very much. I'm gonna head off to another big club who will pay for me. And so yeah, he, he sort of was in a situation where he couldn't not play him, and he ended up dropping the guy who scored a hat trick to get him into the final, which was outrageous. But uh, I don't think Kane will leave this season. But I think he, he no, his time he, no, is, I is he, well, I think lame. he'll be in Spain after uh, after this season, um, after next season. Sorry. So yeah, I think he's year, got we'll one more. About him. He, let's be honest. Kane is is a great number nine. Like you can't take away the goals he scored. I know you can obviously look at it and say he's a poacher, or whatever else, and he scores a lot of easy goals. But the guy does produce numbers. And if you're someone like Madrid, you've brought someone like Jovic in the summer, isn't producing. You're someone like Barca, you've seen you've had, uh, we've had injury problems with Suarez, uh, we've had to bring in Martin Braithwaite, a Middlesbrough failure. <laughs> yeah, and that was interesting. you're not going to be looking towards Kane. Like, that's what I'm saying. Over the next 12 months, obviously we've had a, a couple of months of really scary and unprecedented times, but the next year, I feel like it's going to be really exciting, boys. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, we're I gonna have agree. we're we're gonna have a lot of interesting things going on next season. I mean, um, you know what a job Chris Wilder's done. I mean, who's to say if uh, you know he could move on to bigger and better things? I mean, he's Sheffield through and through, but I do think they might suffer from a bit of second season. Second season, syndrome. yeah. But the thing is, if they, if, if, I don't know what's going to happen with this Man City situation because, you know, there was the thing about um, them not playing European football. But say they don't at uh, uh, second place and it drops down to fifth place, they could get Champions League football. Yeah, which is nuts. And fair play yeah. to them. They're a likeable club, Sheffield. I think they were unlucky. They are, yeah, yeah. They were unlucky with that whole Tevez debacle where um, West Ham... Horrible, wasn't oh. it? <laughs> oh, Neil Warnock that just did not horrible. let that go for years. <laughs> Neil Warnock, <laughs> Neil, <laughs> Neil Warnock, what a guy! Would give him a shout out. But I think next yeah. season will be. If I'm going, I'll, I'll put my neck on the line. I'll, I'll go us first, City second. I think United third, not far off City, and I think, oh, it's difficult. The fourth's the one up for grabs, and I tell you what, if Nuno can can go and poach another of Jimenez and continue to make Matt Do- Doherty arguably the best right back in the league bar Trent. Then... Hey, 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 hey. 
yeah. They, Let's not get carried away. Best right back in the league. We all know the best right back in the league. He's not. He's not. Yeah, don't worry, Ed. I can never take away you from do Trent. Know but that Ed goes yeah. to bed hugging a Trent pillow, right? <laughs> yeah, flipping out. Damn right. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't really. I just, <laughs> just in case I just, any <laughs> I just think the Premier League. It's nice to see teams come up give it a go I mean I think Wolves are a great club I've really it's just, I mean a lot of Liverpool fans don't like them for how their fans were against on the last day of the season uh, last yeah. year but I have to say I went to Wolves away in the FA Cup and I thought well great club great stadium uh, it's, great it is a bit strange it, yeah yeah great atmosphere down at Molyneux South Bank really gets going but I have to say it's a bit dodgy the whole Portuguese thing but you know never mind I mean even on Football <laughs> Manager they, one of the objectives is sign Portuguese players I do think that's <laughs> a bit fishy is that really <laughs> Do you, but, know but, yeah, that, yeah. do you remember how Arsenal's Invincible started? It was kind of with that sort of French yeah, influence. Yeah, they did, didn't the they? And I feel like that's what Nuno is kind of maybe trying to replicate. Obviously, Wolves may not be going undefeated this season, but I feel like he's kind of building that British core. You've obviously you've got some great British young players in there. You've got some great experience in there. Yeah. And then you've also got that sort of Portuguese core around it as well. So you obviously yeah. two great centre midfielders. In yeah, Ruben Neves and oh, Martinho, I mean, mean Martinho's oh Ruben mm. Neves, he's got to be flipping heck. What a player! Yeah, yeah, like you say. I mean Martinho's not getting any younger, and he always used to be the rumor Martinho to Spurs, didn't it? But yeah, that's yeah, just I, another I thing they bought. Really close one year. I think it was like I think it was like an hour over. After that, they come within an hour of signing Martinho, and I feel like that would have been a really great signing for them and it kind of raises the questions of what if, but that Wolves team for me, I wouldn't be surprised if they were pushing to get to four. top four next season. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what you're saying about. It's such a competition now. Like Leicester City, they've, they've, they've guaranteed uh, Champions yeah, League football with... Leicester, uh, look at that team. Yeah. Rodgers great teams. Has transformed. Like, if we look after, uh, after that winning season with Ranieri, they kind of slowly started to make a bit of that decline. Yeah. So just coming mm. back in, He's not only installed the faith in himself from the team, but the, he's also installed that, that faith in the club itself. And with, obviously, the sadness of what happened with Leicester and their owner, after that, I feel like they have bounced out from it amazingly. And it really shows that that family effect can have on a club. And like I was saying earlier with that United team and seeing it with that Liverpool team, as soon as you have that sort of that family and that real closeness in camp, the world well, he's a very he's a very good man manager. He's been working very much with Vardy about changing his game up and making sure Vardy's on on the runs and not necessarily going into the balls. And and what 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 that sort of reminded me of is when I read Stephen Gerrard's book, uh, his second book. Um, yeah. You might have read it as well. Wow, how yeah. he's saying him and Rogers were looking at tapes of their game. They were changing Gerrard's game up to. And I don't know if you remember that season with Gerrard. He was just pigging balls and he was a fantastic centre midfielder. He didn't have to overwork. He sort of played that hard man, the playmaker role, and that was all because of what he'd been doing with uh, Brendan Rodgers. So Brendan Rodgers, in terms of man, um, like sort of tactics and, and, and man management, he, he is uh, an outstanding manager. I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I always really like Rodgers, actually. Uh, you know, he, he had a good eye for talent. He plays nice football. And I, I think just the point you touched upon about Leicester, I mean, if anyone knows me or follows me on any social channels, I just think Jamie Vardy, what what a player. And if it's such a shame he's retired from international football because I think if you if Kane wasn't there and Kane is there and, you know, I like Harry Kane, I do like him, but Vardy is a nuisance. And I'm telling you, I, I yeah. reckon if you ask all 40 centre-backs who play every week I think they'd rather play Kane he's such a pest he's so underrated he's criminally his underrated his finishing is outstanding as well like when he gets through more often than not the ball's going in the back of the net oh absolutely and I think that Leicester team the only thing I'd say about them they've got quite a few players that are maybe on the cusp of like Vardy he's you know he's not he's not young older. now is he mm. but I think Rodgers has got something good there and I'm actually quite surprised he he um, Arsenal didn't didn't tout him more. I felt I think when they had uh, the chance, yeah. I, I, I think Rodgers would be well. perfect. I, I thought he I thought he was going to go to Arsenal, man. Um, I actually won money when Mourinho went to Spurs because I kind of saw that <laughs> and I was just like, that looks like as soon literally I think about 
10 minutes after Poch got sacked, I looked on my Twitter and it was like, Mourinho's going to be named the manager within 48 hours. And I was like, you know what? Five for punt on it. Like, one Do you know? Do you... Was good. So mm. I feel like when Rodgers could have gone Arsenal, I feel like Arsenal are going to be looking back on that time and really regretting really it. My regrets. Yeah. Big time. Do you know... I do think Arteta's good for them, but are we sat here saying Bit like Solskjaer. He's established exact, exactly the same. It's obviously a young manager, not as experienced as obviously someone like, say, a Rodgers, but it's going to bring that sort of feel-good factor like you touched on with um, with Oli. I feel like the beginning of the season, obviously, with United, it was very much based on that first performance we looked to against Chelsea. And then it kind of just down spiraled from there, really. But then from Christmas onwards, things have been quite good for us. And I feel like... With Leicester, I feel like it's going to be the same. They're going to knock on as well. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Leicester was up there again next season, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, if they can keep hold of Madison, he's a great little player. Um, Chilwell, Chilwell as well. I know well, Chelsea yeah. Chelsea are interested. Very well him, represented they? in the uh, the England squad, uh, a lot of their players. They've got their, like, if you look at like, the Madison and, and, and the Chilwells. And obviously, they, they helped breed through a Maguire before he went to, to United. So they're... they're, they're they well we've got some good young talent, well 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 groomed team. That Ricardo at right back, now he's someone. Yeah, he's who, a player, and he's obviously Portuguese, but he he's Quality someone who's. Yeah, I mean, but, um, I, I think Leicester are, you know, it's great. Like you say, the whole sort of we've been talking about how the Premier League's coming back, and I I genuinely think if you're say you know I don't know say you're an Italian player and you've got a Leicester City or a Wolverhampton Wanderers coming in for you and you've got a. Uh, you know, Deportivo La Coruña interested in you. I think you'll come into the Premier League, whereas, like you say, five, six years ago, that definitely wouldn't have been the case. Wouldn't have been the case. You were getting the players who might have necessarily finished up there. Like, for example, when Chelsea signed Fabregas, yeah, Fabregas was still awesome. But the reason that he was coming to the Premier League from the La Liga is because he wasn't quite cutting it at, um, at Barcelona. It wasn't like the big superstar was coming this way. You don't often get that. Yeah. As, but it's, it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, Hazard done it this year, but fair enough. That does I don't think it will be happening as much. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. But but lads, I know we could talk all day, but I'll wrap it up there. Um, Dell, thank you very very much as always. Alex, it's been great having you, mate, and we're we're definitely look to get you on again. Um, <laughs> Cheers, lads. Any, any final thoughts from you both? I think final thoughts. <laughs> Cheers, mate. No, I just think I've I've really enjoyed it, and I mean, you know, we've been going on for a long time now, and uh, you know, I I really think a the pointers to take is I think you've got to give Liverpool the league, whether that's with an asterisk or not. We'll hope it hope it isn't. I think mm. other other key takeaways. I think the future's really bright for English football. I'm looking forward to uh, having some nail biting. Chelsea Liverpool esque semi finals again, and oh, uh, used to, yeah. with all teams. And I think, I think, annoyingly, what's yeah. um, hit me from this is I am a bit worried about United, but um, I, I think there's a lot of teams, and we're really putting English football back on the map. And, and next year is going to be great for for everyone from your from your Liverpool's hopefully winning the league and retaining the league, maybe to your to your Wolves, your Chelsea's with the Italian and unfortunately United but as I say lads it's been a pleasure to, to come on here with two legends like yourselves and I feel like we've just been sat in the well SU said, for a mate. few well hours yeah. <laughs> well that, that, that was it we sort, we sort of just had a few things we wanted to talk about but then we just we can just go off on a tangent I, I know we could but it's good it's a good conversation it's really good speaking to two people like yourself who's got great knowledge and and uh, I, I look forward to, uh, to to doing another one uh, soon as, 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 as you know we've got Dell's Debates this is uh, on your head um, and everyone who's listening thank you very much for your support make sure to follow us on our Instagram and our Facebook page you can stay up to date with our content on our YouTube page and our Spotify uh, thank you very much uh, stay safe have a good one